Earlier this week, Fangraphs sent out some projections where teams will finish in the 2023 season, and they included, of course, the Halos. So we're going to share where they believe the Angels will finish, and will it be enough for a playoff spot? And most importantly, will it be enough to convince Shohei Otani to stay in Anaheim? It's time to get Locked On with Mike and John, and this is Locked On Angels. You are Locked On Angels, your daily Los Angeles Angels podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And John and I thank you for making Locked On Angels your first listen every day. Every show is free and available on all platforms like Apple Podcasts and Spotify. And of course, the best way to help us out is by giving us a rate and a review. And those watching on YouTube, make sure that you are subscribed and click the bell to be notified every time a new episode drops. Thanks for being here with us. For this episode of Locked On Angels, where it's your team every day, you've got the Frisch Brothers here with you, aka the Super Halo Bros. My name is John. That's my brother, Mike. And my name is Mike, and that's my brother, John. Mike, we're lifelong fans of this team who have been through thick and thin with the Angels, and so it's a privilege to be able to talk Angels baseball with you. We love hearing from our listeners and viewers who give us their comments and share their thoughts and opinions with us. Really appreciate the back and forth conversation we get to have. And on today's show, we're going to take a look at the projections that came out from Fangraphs and where they see our Halos landing in 2023. They predicted where all the teams are going to finish in the standings. So let's start with this question. How did they even get to these numbers. How yep. do they figure these things out? Let me yep. take us through this, Mike. First of all, Fangraphs considers depth based on their personal opinion. So it is going to take some people kind of evaluating the depth pieces that teams have, what happens when an injury happens, and who's going to take that spot. So that's kind of personal opinion. They evaluate depth based on that. Second, they consider the injury risks for each player on the team, and that's why they start with depth. So if they're looking at the Angels, they're going to consider Anthony Rendon, Mike Trout, right? Those who have had some injury issues in the past and who's going to step up to replace them. They also calculate how many innings pitched the depth will be required to throw. So if you lose out on a starter, who's going to come up and take that place and how many innings are they going to be expected to take on if they have to replace somebody? They also calculate how many games would be played by the depth due to injuries and days off. So not just injuries, but also when is your star everyday player taking a day off? Who's stepping in to replace them? And they consider that into their calculation. Finally, they calculate the strength of schedule for each team. And I have to say, looking at the schedule as many times as I have so far, even before the season starts, I feel like the Angels are in a very good place, especially with the numbers of days off they have in the month. And I was going through the process of looking at their schedule because I was trying to see how often they can start Otani versus needing a number six starter. And I feel pretty good about the Angels' strength of schedule. John, just talking through what Fangrass was able to do, doesn't that sound like a fun job? Like that sounds like a whole lot of fun. I want to do that. (laughs) It's probably really tough too because we're going to talk about the results and I'm sure that they don't really make fans very happy based upon their results. So here's the results from around the league based off of the Fangraph projections. They believe that the Yankees will win the AL East with 89 wins. They believe the Guardians will win the AL Central with 83 wins 
wins, and they believe that the Astros will win the AL West with just 90 wins, Hmm. which I thought was interesting, and they believe that the Astros will hold the best record in the American League. Now, there are some anomalies in the system, and here's one example. The 2021 Mariners Mm -hmm. won 14 more games than they were predicted to win. So these numbers aren't a guarantee. They aren't always completely accurate. And so there are teams that can actually go against what Fangraphs came up with. And so hopefully that's the case for the Halos in, in 2023 because here's where they said the Halos would end up. They would be tied for second place in the AL West with the Mariners and each team would have 85 wins. Now, 85 wins would be a huge improvement mm-hmm. over last season because mm-hmm. we only won 73 games. But Johnny, is that enough? Is huh. 85 wins enough? Because you and I have talked about, we think that the Angels can get maybe 89 to 90 wins. And there's something about that win total that makes you a little bit more comfortable with where you'll end up at the end of the season. But 85? That's how many Etch-a-Sketches Buddy made. Yeah. Is 85 enough, John? Does that feel enough? Tell me, talk talk to me emotionally. Talk to me <laughs> through your fandom. How does that feel to you? Well, I think with any projections, whether it's Fangraphs or anybody else, they are always going to lean on the conservative side, as in they are not going to give as much as they potentially could. I mean, the Yankees to win the, the AL East with 89 wins – that's a that's a division with the Rays and the Blue Jays, yeah. who are also yeah. very good teams. And so I imagine that the 89 win total for the Yankees is leaning more on the conservative side because sure. when you think about the Yankees, they could easily win 95 games, right? And right. I, I take projections with a grain of salt in terms of the final numbers. I think that if you look at somebody like the Halos, who potentially could win 85. I would venture to say that there's room for error in terms of five-plus wins, negative five wins, so they might be more of an 80-win team. They might be more of a 90-win team because they're right there at the 85 mark. So I would encourage those who are looking at projections to kind of leave some margin for error when it comes to those final numbers. 85 wins? I think the Angels can outperform that, Mike. I think that they're better Mm. on paper, on paper, and games are not played on paper. I think 85 wins is a total they can easily get. I think they can get more than that. And also, I think baseball is one of the most unpredictable sports in all of professional sports. Yes, you can have a football game on any given weekend, any given Sunday, Thursday, Monday, whatever other days of the week that they're playing these days. And you might have one big play that topples the guaranteed winner and turns them into a loser. But I think with baseball, the number of games that they play, the number of, uh, I hate to say it, injuries that occur with not just the Halos, but other teams, and (laughs) the way the ball hits the dirt or bounces off the plate, it can change the outcome. There are so many ways the game can change, the outcome can change when it comes to baseball. So yes, this 85 win total is conservative. Do I think it's enough? Well, that's the big question. If the Halos win 85 wins, do they get into the playoffs? Mike and I are going to talk about that with you coming up on Locked on Angels. 
Today's show is brought to you by FanDuel. We're at the midway point of the NBA season, and now's the perfect time to download FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook, because new customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. Just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Then you can bet on everything from the money line to point scores to threes made. Plus, FanDuel even lets you combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with the same game parlay. So don't miss the chance to get your no sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets when you go to fanduel.com slash locked on. That's fanduel.com slash locked on to learn more. Make every moment more with FanDuel, the official sports betting partner of the NBA. Thanks for making Lockdown Angels your first listen today. And for your second listen, check out Lockdown MLB Prospects with host Lindsey Crosby. He is a prospect encyclopedia going deep on the MLB stars of tomorrow. So know who they are today by getting locked on with Locked On MLB Prospects. It's available wherever you get your podcasts. According to Fangraphs, the Angels are projected to win 85 games next season. They're going to be tied for second place in the AL West with the Mariners. And so the question we're wrestling with is, does this get the Angels into the playoffs? So let's do a bit of a deep dive. Now, according to Fangraphs, the only team that makes the playoffs in the Central is the Guardians. Mm -hmm. And so we're really not going to be in competition with anybody from the Central because the Guardians will win 83 games. Everybody else will be under 500. Our competition is the AL West and the AL East. So let's start in the East and look at who we're battling out there. Obviously, the Yankees are out there. They're going to project to 89 wins plus, and so they're going to win the East. And then they've got the two other teams that you actually mentioned, mm-hmm. John, the Jays and the Rays. And Fangraph said that the Jays will be around 88 wins and the Rays will be around 86 wins and according to playoff spots that would be the first wild card the Jays Mm -hmm. and the second wild card would be with the Rays Mm. which means Johnny there's only one spot left and it's that doggone third wild card (laughs) spot that we have been hoping and praying for and I guess just everything's kind of lining up that's probably where we're going to land next season right that's the spot that we thought we had a shot at last year and there was no reason why we couldn't have had a shot at it until we had that 14 game losing streak. And we think we have a shot at it this year. But Mike, I I really believe that the Angels can outplay that 85 win total. Like I said, plus five, maybe minus five. If things go bad, then the playoffs are not even a concern. But I think that they can outplay 85 wins. Here's the problem though. If both the Mariners and the Angels have 85 wins, they would be tied for that final wild card spot, the third why spot. Why has it always got to be the Mariners, John? Why, why, why is it always, always got to be the Mariners? The ties and- but wouldn't it be great? <laughs> wouldn't it be great? And I'll, I'll let you go in a minute, but wouldn't it be great if we were tied and then somehow we got in and they didn't get in and so then we can actually then talk the smack that they talk towards us because we haven't been in the playoffs forever and then we can act like we haven't been there and we can gloat and we can be arrogant. <laughs> Throw our and, weight around. Yeah. Uh, uh, sorry, I, I, might, I might be talking about a podcast in the future. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so there's a couple of ways they can break that tie, Mike, if if the Angels and the Mariners both got to 85 wins. First of all, there's head-to-head records, which, yeah. good news, we actually, despite our terrible team last year, beat the Mariners 10 wins to 9 losses. And so, for as much smack as they like to talk and how they snuck into the third wild card spot and how Jerry DePoto got them there because they got an additional 
playoff spot and wouldn't have made it otherwise. Sorry, I'm, I'm, ran, I'm going off on a tangent. Head to head records. We outplayed them last season, yep. even with a month of no Mike Trout, right? Followed by interdivision records. So that would be uh, across the same division. They also have intra division records, which is across the different divisions, and then the last half of interleague games. So there's a couple of different ways that you can break a tie, essentially, but the Angels have to rise up and take on the M's and beat them in 2023. So if if they happen to do it again, this would be the case for the playoffs. If they both landed at 85 somehow, then that'll be an interesting way to sneak into a third wild card spot. Right. Here's the question, Johnny. Is this spot, is being a wild card team actually a good thing mm. or a bad thing? Mm. I know in Angel history, it ended up being a good thing for us because the 0-2 team was a wild card team. Sure. A 99 win Woo. wild card team because those Oakland A's won 20 plus games in a row. Remember that season? Mm-hmm. Do you remember that season? I remember it very distinctly. They should make a movie about it. <laughs> they should make a movie about it. You're right. So the question is, can a wild card team be successful in the playoffs and if we look at the last 10 plus years the answer is yes because the Phillies last year were a wild card team and they they got to the World Series mm-hmm. they lost by the way it's probably really tough to be a Philadelphia fan right now yeah, with no kidding. the Phillies losing and the Eagles losing and then they, I think they had their soccer team that lost in the championship you know what so at least they got there so that's the thing man I would love to just get there Dry and your then tears. Com- and then complain that we didn't win. Yes. But I'd love to just get there, right? The 2019 Nationals, they won the World yeah, Series as a wild card team. The 2014 Giants and the 2014 Royals, we hate them, <laughs> uh, they, they both were in the World Series. Giants won that year, of course. And then the 2011 Cardinals, the Albert Pujols-led Cardinals, uh, they went to the World Series and won in 2011. So it is possible, Johnny, to have a good run as a wild card team as history shows here's the thing mike it doesn't matter how you get there it just matters how you perform once you're there in the playoffs and again baseball is the most chaotic sport out of all professional sports because of the moment-to-moment gameplay that can happen that can change the entire outcome of a game and so that's why whether it's the third wild card spot or first place in the al west to me i just want to get there because once you're there doesn't matter what's happened in games one through 162. You're right. there. You have to right. perform. You have to step up. Anything can happen in the playoffs, as we've seen. And, and and who expected the Phillies to turn their season around the way that they did, get a wild card spot, get all the way to the World Series? Incredible. And I think there's a certain point in the season, possibly just the beginning of the season, where anything can happen for any team. And I think that even includes... Are halos. So I believe that they can outplay that 85 win number. Even if they get the third wild card spot, maybe it's not good enough for some people, but it's good enough for me because you just got there and anything can happen after that. Angels get 85 wins, and according to the numbers, they can get into the playoffs in that third wild card spot. Here's here's the questions that are really, really important. Is that enough for Otani to re-sign? Is that enough 
for the fans to mm. be excited. Mm-hmm. And is that enough for Phil Nevin and Perry Manassian to stay? Of course, Perry will probably have to be fired. Nevin just has a one-year contract. So is it enough? Johnny, let's start with Otani to re-sign with the Angels. Mm. If they get to the playoffs as the third wild card, is that enough for Shohei Otani to say, put pen to paper, I want to be here long-term in Anaheim? That's a great question because... It speaks to the competitiveness of the Angel team itself, whether they end up in the first, second, or third wildcard spot. And I think, on one hand, Otani would want to be on a competitive team, a team that expects to get to the playoffs every season. And I know the Angels have given us lots of lip service about how they want to win and how they want to you know, build a team that's going to get to the playoffs, I think that they've done a good job in creating that, as we talked about yesterday with Perry Manassian, building out the offense and the depth and being much improved over 2022. But with Otani wanting to stay, I think it comes down to how far they get in the playoffs, Mike. Mm. I think it comes down to how close they were to getting to the playoffs. Now, Otani is the kind of guy who looks at what's right in front of him and focuses on that. And we've discussed this previously in that he's not speculating about his future. He's not speculating about what the Angels are going to do, what he's going to do. He says, all I need to do right now is focus on winning with the Angels. I'm with the Angels right now. I want to win. I'm going to do what I can do to get them there. For Otani to re-sign, not getting to the playoffs, obviously, I think that that's going to be a a bye-bye to Otani. So for me, I think getting into the playoffs, whether it's winning the West or getting that third wild card spot, it doesn't matter because once they're there and once Shohei's in the playoffs, he's going to do everything he can in his power to help get them further into the playoffs and get to a World Series. So I think if they get there, I think that's enough for Otani to stay. Okay. Obviously, if they don't, I think I don't think he's going to stay with us. Okay. So if they get there and then they get knocked out immediately, do you think that that heartbreak is going to cause Otani to go, ah, I don't know if I can stay. Or or if they get there and they win, does that do they have to win is what I'm saying. Do, yeah, do they have to I hear you. do they have to get through the wild card at least to the next round? They can't just get there and lose, right? I think they would have to win. I think at that point Otani is the kind of person who will wear that on his shoulders and say, "I could have done better. I could have pitched better." Right? And and this is expecting them to be three and out or whatever. Like sure, it's sure. like that's that's to say that they don't go anywhere in the wild card. They get swept or whatever. Yeah. But I think at that point, Otani is going to say, "Man, what are the things I could have done better?" Because that's who mm. he is. That's the kind of person that he is. Not that it's his fault. Obviously, nobody would ever blame Otani for any <laughs> any Angels loss. But he would. Right. He would wear that responsibility. I think getting to the playoffs and then being booted out right away, I think he would wear that personally, and I don't think he would hold that against the team itself. Now, let's talk about the fans for a moment. Like, we want to make the playoffs, Mm -hmm. and we just talked about, like, you know, Philadelphia, dry your tears. You've been in the World Series and the Super Bowl, (laughs) right? We want to make the playoffs, but Johnny, I think that, and you said this earlier uh, a few episodes ago, we can't just make it. We got to make an impact. We have to be competitive. We have to compete. And, And so if... Let's say we get knocked out in that first round. I think it's got to go all three games. And mm-hmm. I think they, those three games have to be really, really close. Mm-hmm. Like, were we in it? 
did we have a chance to win? And then the other team was just better. I think when you look at the Super Bowl, you look at like how Jalen Hurts played. Mm -hmm. Jalen Hurts could have been the MVP even though his team lost mm -hmm. because they did not lose that game. Kansas City just made one extra play with a little help from the referee who called a holding penalty, right? Like, and so uh, it was... Hurts fumbled <laughs> and it cost him a yeah, touchdown. So <laughs> I get that. I get that. But the game the game is tied, yeah. right? They're, yeah. they're right I'm with you. there. Yeah. And I think that that's what the Angels need to be is right there. They need to be competitive. They need to look like they belong there. I yes. think I want them to be in the playoffs long enough. Obviously, I want to win the World Series. Right. Full disclosure, right? right? But I want them to be in the playoffs long enough to where Mike Trout and Shohei Otani get the spotlight that mm -hmm. they deserve. Mm -hmm. I want people talking they're already talking about Otani. I want people talking about Mike Trout. I mm -hmm. want people to see what he can do. I want to see Mike Trout in the divisional series hit 435 <laughs> with four home runs and 13 RBIs, right, right. right? I want to see that and have people just go nuts about that because that's going to help people understand just how good he is and that he's not just a regular season player. He is a playoff guy. And so as a fan, I'm rooting for this team, but I'm also rooting for these humans. Yeah. I want these humans to get the spotlight that they deserve. Absolutely, yeah. When you ask the question about Nevin or Perry, I think Perry keeps his job. Even if this season is not a success, I think that he had a successful offseason. I don't think it's a coincidence that since Artie said that he's not selling the team, we haven't done anything. We haven't made yeah. a move. We haven't done anything. Yeah. So I am comfortable with the moves that we have made. Obviously, there's room for improvement. Maybe they'd still do more stuff. Obviously, they waited till spring training to bring in like Ryan Tapera. And, and so that was uh, a later offseason move. So with that said, I think Perry is good enough to stay. I'm interested to see what happens with, with Nevin. If he, can't, yeah. if he can't win with this team or if he does some sort of lineup or move or bullpen management throughout the course of the season that is just oh so frustrating. Lord knows how frustrated you and I were with Joe Madden and his bullpen management for the short time he was there. And those are the kind of moves that I think make you lose your job. And again, we don't know where this team's going to be in a year. Are they going to try to sell again? Are they actually going to go through with a purchase? And so this one-year deal for Phil Nevin is going to be interesting. The guys like him, Mike. The, the team likes him. Mike Trout likes yep. him. Shohei likes yep. him. And I like him because of that quote from the other day where he said, there's not going to be any charity playing time. The guys who are in <laughs> in and getting playing time are going to have to earn it. And I think that's really significant. So I'll be interested to see how this season shakes out. But I think Perry will stay. Nevin, it all depends on how he handles uh, adversity, how he handles managing this team. On paper, there's no reason why you can't get to the playoffs with this team. Well, thanks for making Locked On Angels your first listen every day. Now make your second listen to Locked On MLB Prospects show with our friend Lindsey Crosby. He's going deep on the MLB stars of tomorrow and his podcast is free and available wherever you get your podcasts. Give us a follow on Twitter at LockedOnAngels or at SuperHaloBros on Twitter and Instagram to keep up with everything Halos and Locked On Angels, the show, so we can have news and updates from us wherever you are on social media. Hey, Mike, what do we have on deck for tomorrow's show? Well, we talked a lot about Phil Nevin, so tomorrow's show, we're going to talk about who is Phil Nevin. We're ah. going to look at him as the player and as the coach and as the manager, and then we're going to ask this question, what does Phil Nevin need to do to be here 
long-term. That's tomorrow on Locked on Angels. Looking forward to that conversation, and we hope that you'll join us again. In the meantime, my name is John, and that's my brother Mike. And my name is Mike, and that's my brother John. That's going to do it for this episode of Locked on Angels, and we'll see you back here tomorrow.